Peterson is taking care of things right now. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown, Georgia Southern. Pass swing on the way. It's gone! It is well with my stolen Montgomery! Georgia Southern wins! Hello and welcome to Georgia Southern Extra. This is your host, Nathan Dominitz. Uh, McLean Baxley is uh, traveling today, so we have a special guest, Mike Brown. Mike Brown's been covering Georgia Southern athletics, Georgia Southern football since 2002 for various media outlets, including the Savannah Morning News, uh, Macon Telegraph, and Statesboro Herald. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Georgia Southern qualified for one of the um, slots that the uh, Sunbelt Conference had uh, contracted to be in a bowl game. So they're going to play Louisiana Tech on December 23rd in New Orleans at the Superdome. It was going to be a sparse crowd, I think a thousand tickets per team. Um, so big stadium. I, you've probably been in the Superdome. Big stadium. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I've been in the Superdome. Yeah, it's very, it's its own um, spaceship, I guess. And it's going to be an interesting um, dynamic. But uh, I think all the, both teams are going to be excited to play in a bowl game. But I, I think you, we both studied up on Louisiana Tech. They're, uh, they're pretty dangerous as a bowl team. Yes. Uh, and, of course, touching on App for a second, as you know, they've won the conference championship the last four years. They were sh- uh, shut out this year by Coastal. So when they play Georgia Southern, the, the rivalry factor is there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this was their championship game. And now they're actually they're going back to Conway because I think they're playing in the uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl. That's right. But Louisiana Tech, uh, you know, they're coached by Skip Holtz. Yeah. And, and he, well, Holtz is going for his 150th win, career coaching win. And Louisiana Tech, has, this will be the seventh straight year. They've been to a bowl game and they've won all six. So their six-game winning streak, bowl winning streak, is currently the longest in the nation. That's right. So, um their record is a little deceiving because they did not, Nathan, they did not play a game in the month of November. That's right. They had two postponed and two canceled, basically all canceled. Their, their, yes. final, record is, and, you like to say, their final record is five and four, uh, four and two in Conference USA. And uh, I wouldn't say they've beaten, they, they're world beaters. They've won some games. Uh, they beat a good UA, UAB team, 37-34 in double overtime. So credit yeah. to them for that because, UAB, um, a dangerous team. I think they all their wins are in, uh, at home, I believe. Maybe that's a different uh, different um, year. No, I'm, I think that's right. So, uh, But Skip Holtz, you, you've probably been following his career for a long time. His father, Lou Holtz. Everywhere Skip Holtz has been, he's been a winner, right? Yes, he was at East. Well, he he didn't have any success at was, um, South Florida. Okay. He was a winner at East Carolina. He went to now, in in Skip's defense, so to speak, when he went to University of South Florida, and I know Nathan, you're a Florida guy, uh, <laughs> or worked there, and, and I worked have a there. Florida background. Uh, Jim Levitt, you know, when he got fired at the University of South Florida, that was a really messy situation. And Skip came in; he was there three years, and they just decided they had to make a move and. And from there, he went to Louisiana Tech, and he's he's done well at Louisiana Tech. He done well at East Carolina, or did well at East Carolina. And um, you know, and I was looking the four games they lost this year. Uh, 
they lost to teams that are combined 30 and 10. Lost to a okay. really good Marshall team that's seven and one in rank. Uh, they lost to Brigham Young. Uh, no disgrace yep. there either. And nope. and of course they. Uh, oh gosh, they lost to uh, Texas San Antonio by one point. Kind of like yeah. Type deal. And uh, you know just um, you know they had a couple tough breaks along the way. Now the other thing is they, in their last game, they lost to a real, you know, a North uh, TCU team that mm-hmm. ended the season on with a three-game winning streak. And in right. that game, uh, Tech lost their starting quarterback, Luke Anthony, been their starter all year. He got his leg broken. He, he's out. He won't be available in the bowl game. So they're scrambling now with a backup quarterback who saw limited action this year and so you're going to have two teams with backup you know quarterbacks uh because i doubt apparently shy works is not going to play and uh and so they had two good solid quarterbacks uh i think the anthony kid had thrown for like 1500 yards and 16 touchdowns yeah he and was- um so that's a big loss for them yeah, they had a guy named Aaron Allen come in. It was 5 of 11 for 31 yards, uh, two interceptions, yeah. and a long of 15, again, in a, in a loss to TCU, a good yeah. TCU team. So, yeah, Luke Anthony was having a pretty good game at the time but uh, for, for in a loss. But, um, yeah, I, I guess the teams can commiserate about uh, quarterback depth. But the, they will have a kind of a quick turnaround for this game. It's not a, a, the usual four to six weeks between a regular season finale and a bowl game like uh, in a normal year where you might finish up in, th- in around Thanksgiving and play around uh, New Year's Eve. Right. Do you do you know anything about uh, Justin Tomlin's status? The uh, when we uh, talked to um, uh, Chad Lunsford uh, on um, after the game on Saturday, or well, I'm trying to think Monday. It seems like a long week already. They were he was scheduled to have an MRI. I think that was Saturday night. We talked to him. He was scheduled to have an MRI on Monday or Tuesday, um, and I was not—I um, was not—I did not get to hear the updates. I'm, I apologize, but they—they, um, they, I guess they were hopeful that it would come around. I have not seen anything about that, um, but I'm sure they're going to have to prepare Miller Mosley to be the starter, uh, especially if that ankle uh, gets aggravated. If Justin Tomlin is able to give it a go and. Um, the, uh, the other quarterback, just in case you're wondering, uh, Sam Kenderson, a freshman who they really like, electric, they, they describe him as, and he's been in for a couple plays, but I believe it was against Georgia State. Uh, he uh, got banged up and uh, did not come back in. So they, they didn't want to use him against um, Appalachian, Appalachian State. Uh, it was basically Miller, Miller Mosley's game to win or lose. They had uh, Caleb Hood come in for a wildcat formation. He's also kind of electric, but he's, uh, I guess he's a... Um, just going to be running the ball out of the wildcat, maybe in spot duty. But they uh, they definitely need Justin Tomlin and, and or Miller Mosley to uh, to be able to step up. Uh, like I said, Louisiana Tech uh, has a track record of playing big, no matter what the name opponent is. I think they shut out Miami in the bowl game, their bowl game last year. Maybe I'm going back two years. But uh, you don't see many shutouts in bowl games. Um, no. Both, but, but I always think, and, and Mike, you might have a theory on this too, I always think that when teams uh, have a month to play or an extra period to prepare for 
uh, on a, a triple option team like a Georgia Southern or Georgia Tech when they were uh, uh, under Paul Johnson, uh, when the teams had the opposing team had the summer to prepare or the um, maybe an extra week, a bye week to that th- or maybe a bowl game to prepare that that was a real big uh, help uh, to get their their players kind of trained on how to play this very unique offense. And especially you have great athletes on the defensive line and linebacker. It really helps cover a lot of ground and kind of keep a, keep your eye trained, uh, that eye discipline they talk about with, you know, where you need to be when the ball gets uh, pitched or the quarterback keeps it or the quarterback throws it. You really need to be where you need to be so that he doesn't turn up field and turn something small into something big. And um, I don't know if uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, it's the bet they, they found out Monday that they're going to play Georgia Southern. They're going to play him uh, on a, a Wednesday. So it's a little more than a week to prepare. Do you think that my theory is going to work its way into it? Is the Louisiana Tech going to have oh. um, a lot of time, time to really try to give a lesson, give school their players on how to play Georgia Southern? It's hard to replicate that in practice, though. Well, I tell you, it's going to be tough for them. It's such a short turnaround time. They've got to get prepared for not only for this unique, you know, they haven't seen an offense like this all year, uh, you know, and so they've got roughly, what, 10 days to get ready, and that, oh, gosh, that is a major assignment. Plus, they've got to get a quarterback ready. Right. And and also the other thing, and, we, you know, Georgia Southern is really tough against the run, and, yeah. and, and Louisiana Tech has – the worst rushing offense in Conference USA. They're averaging 97 yards a game running the ball. They can't run the football. And so now they've lost their quarterback who can throw the ball pretty well. And and I, I just look for Georgia Southern just to lay their ears back and, and go after them. And, um, you know, I, I think Tech um, Southern is on the early line – it's a um, they're like a four and a half point favorite right now, and the over under is fifty one points. And um, I, I I think the Eagles, if they get some pretty decent quarterback play, and I think I think Mosley could possibly get in there and, and do a good job for them. He was in such a tough situation the other night, right? And and so I I really feel good about Georgia Southern's uh, chances here. They've struggled. I mean, they've lost some tough games, and um, no one really blew them out. I mean, and, no, no, um, so many close. So you know, the biggest loss was 14 points at Coastal, and, and right, gosh, that Coastal didn't break it up until late in the second half. They so were tied I, I looked, after two quarters, I believe. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, yeah, and, and so and, I looked. I look for Southern to have a good game, and 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 really. Um, I think they could and should win, and and hopefully by more than five. I think a, a, a good point. Also, you talked about how Louisiana Tech having to adjust to their quarterback uh, situation. Um, one thing that Chad Lunsford mentioned was that Miller Mosley is a different type of of quarterback, a uh, different kind 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 of um, his skill set or what he does best is not necessarily exactly the same. Not, not that many could be, as Shy Wirtz or Justin Tomlin, for that matter. Those guys uh, have this speed, their athleticism he mentioned. 
maybe Miller Mosley is, I don't, I don't know if he's a pocket passer, but maybe he's a little more, his strength is more passing. Uh, he's a tough dude to quote uh, Lunsford again. He, uh, he definitely took a lot of hits. Um, and uh, in that game against App State, he delivered a perfect pass as the Dexter Carter Jr. called it on that 78 yard uh, catch and run. It wasn't a bomb uh, as much as a precise, uh, I guess, mid, mid route. And then he took off uh, beating the defense. So um, I think it, it'd be interesting uh, if Miller mostly gets a, uh, the treatment as the the starter for practice, you know, instead of being the guy that gets some reps or gets half the reps, like yeah. you said. But I think when you know you're the starter, everything kind of clicks differently in practice. And um, uh, we'll see who gets to come back. They had um, C.J. Wright, the nose, uh, nose guard, nose tackle, came back uh, off of indefinite suspension uh, last game. Uh, Ephraim Kitchen Jr. had come back uh, off indefinite suspension the previous game. Uh, two players, uh, Wesley Kenny Jr. and Chris Harris Jr., both from Savannah, uh, are still, as far as we know, indefinitely suspended uh, since those arrests. But maybe they're, you know, who knows if they're – I had asked Coach Lunsford a, a couple weeks back if if any players are, when they return, if they're going to be ready to play, if they've been sitting out two, three, four weeks, would they be able to play in the ball game? And he said, to paraphrase that, They'd have to be football ready. It's, we can't just you know bring them back and put them in the game. Uh, but they definitely, I mean, this one person's opinion, but they've definitely missed Wesley Kennedy Jr. on offense, just all the things he does, and on punt returns. Um, he does a lot. He's a, he's a definitely, he can take a short play and, and break it uh, in, a, in a matter of seconds. Not that they don't have other players who can do that, but when you take out, and this is the subject of my column in, on, uh, in the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com, this is part of what I wrote about is you just take away so many players that you were relying on, uh, uh, Shy Wirtz, uh, Wesley Kenny Jr., J.D. King, Derek Cantine. Uh, they lost uh, Reynard Ellis, the weather leading tackler, uh, linebacker. He uh, he opted out a couple of three or four weeks now ago. Um, you keep taking frontline players away, and the war of attrition is really tough to win that. Everybody is down players by the time you get to December. Everybody's down players by the time you get to the bowl game. But maybe some of those players are back um, that they've been missing. That's what they're hoping for with Bo Johnson, a tight end, who was kind of having a breakout season before he got hurt. Uh, they're hoping that uh, West, um, that uh, originally they're hoping that uh, some of the other another tight end was going to be able to come back. So um, we'll see who's ready. Uh, one other bonus about playing a bowl game besides the chance to add another win and get bowl game experience is extra weeks of practice. Uh, this will be, like you said, about 10 days extra practice, nine, eight, nine, 10 days, depending on how it works with the travel. But um, it's a good thing. It should be a good thing for them to get one more shot at playing. Um, and I, I think, Mike, we've talked a pretty good assessment of how things could go. Everybody, have a great night, um, and we'll see what happens on December 23rd. Thanks for listening. Okay, bud. Take care. I enjoyed it, and uh, good luck to the Eagles. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, everybody. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. Pass swings. On the way. It's gone! Stolen Montgomery! Georgia 